0: Hi, Don. Hello, Heron. How are you? Uh, Good. How's Michelle doing? She is doing pretty well, actually. We went out for uh, a sushi meal tonight. Her
1: voice has changed. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Which is actually (laughs) something that I hadn't really
0: anticipated how profound Uh, it would be. How how much? uh, Is it a big difference? It's noticeably different. Does it's, she notice the difference? I've asked her that, and she still thinks that there's some swelling to go down, so that it would probably... But I don't think it'll ever sound but, the But same. does she notice it? Does she notice that it doesn't sound uh, the same? Or does no. It, well, I think she, she realizes it sounds different. I just don't think she realizes how different it sounds.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is she familiar with uh, hearing herself uh, recorded? It's funny, actually, because... It seems to be
0: more my hobby than it is hers. I have asked her occasionally if she'd be interested in doing a recording, but she's not interested. Yeah.
1: Well, no, I was just curious because, you know, we don't hear ourselves properly. So I was thinking if she heard a recording of herself, but if she's not familiar with... Hearing yourself on a recording, then it would sound weird anyway. We can (laughs)
0: learn to hear ourselves. I think that's one of the things that we learn. Well, you can't. You can't without recording it. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. But once you record it and once you hear it, you do understand how you sound. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Then then it becomes perfectly normal, and and the two are different, but they're just different. You know.
0: (laughs) Yes. Was the whole process was really quite interesting. I hadn't realized. I hadn't realised a series of things. The
1: first but thing she, they just took out her tonsils, right?
0: Uh, they seared her out adenoids. adenoids. Like, they didn't. They didn't take them out. They were too oh. small, so they just seared them. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, they removed the tonsils, and the tonsils were actually a large part of her throat. I mean, the you know, yeah, yeah, she had. You
1: very, know, I had thought about that before. But, yeah. yeah, that's bound to change the voice, of yeah. course. Yes. My
0: suspicion is because it was searing on the tonsils as well, it probably tightened the back of the throat a little bit as well.
1: Yeah, there's, well, who knows? All sorts yeah. of things could have been going on, yeah. But, um, yeah, the the process took,
0: uh, took the recovery took about ten days solidly. She's not really, she's able to go out and she's able to do some things, but she's still a little ten bit weak. Ten days? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is that normal? For, for adults, for- yes.
1: Really? Yeah, because I had mine out, you know, when I was like seven or something. You know, it was just standard procedure uh, in the fifties. You know, so I I have no knowledge of it. They just took all that crap out the first time anything happened and that was the end of it.
0: Yes. Yeah, I still have my tonsils and they don't cause me problems, but for yeah. her, it was, yeah, substantial. Pro- and now, I mean, everything is better. She's breathing better. She says that f- t- food tastes different now. Mm. She, yeah. and not better, like just different, which I think is confusing yeah. for yeah. her. Uh, but, you know, we spent, <laughs> we yeah. spent probably eight days eating or I'd mean, cooking and providing to her and uh mushy food which was quite curious she lived on jelly and i would still i ordered some jello pudding through amazon and we still have a vast quantity
1: of the jello pudding and pea soup is good too Uh, various chowders and yeah yeah there's all sorts of stuff you can do yeah Yeah, that doesn't have to be that bad Yeah. Yeah. So, no, the the main thing
0: that I took out of it was firstly, I stayed overnight at the hospital. And hospitals smell very differently. I spent a lot of my childhood in hospitals.
1: I mean, recently they've changed, you mean? Or at least this one didn't. This
0: one didn't use the same, like the kind of cleaning products that they use is is different. But I I was kept awake through a good portion of the, um, time that i was in the hospital or various things going on michelle was sedated well,
1: wh- where were you trying to sleep in a chair they have one of
0: these folding out chairs that becomes uh, a bed
1: oh so they actually they're mm-hmm. aware of the they people actually recommend yeah, no they yeah.
0: recommend people stay over primarily yeah, because the nursing yeah. staff is short-staffed and i filled in for yeah. the nursing staff yeah that's what makes things. a lot of
1: sense too you couldn't get and you can't get better attentive care no <laughs>
0: No, it's yeah. very curious actually. But so you yeah, the the experience in terms of you That's know nursing, they should pay you <laughs> to spend the night. <laughs> well, they should. Yeah, they. I don't know. We haven't received the bill yet. This is the one outstanding <laughs> thing. So I don't know when we'll receive the bill. But oh, I'm that'll sure be coming. interesting. Yeah, how yeah. much?
1: Uh, can't talk, what do you? What's your guess? So. We have relatively good
0: insurance, and I don't really know. I'm assuming it's going to be in the order of a thousand dollars. It might be more. It might be less.
1: No, I mean for the whole the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. Oh, really? The whole thing is uh, oh, that sounds cheap. Well, 000. you've got well,
0: you have to appreciate. I spend what do I spend eighteen hundred plus a month on health care? Yeah, well,
1: so, <laughs> that's why I don't have health. I'll just die. Yeah. <laughs> That. Yeah, yeah, no. It's,
0: it's a, it, when I do. No, but I'm just. I was yeah. expecting you to say ten thousand dollars. Well, I guess if I paid less in health insurance, it might be something like ten thousand
1: dollars. I really don't know. I mean, I could. It could be four thousand. Yeah. Right? Well, it doesn't make any difference yeah. because you're not paying it. So, well, <laughs> yeah. I am. Oh, Why? Well, I thought that's why we have insurance. Or that's no, 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 no. Why no, would no. you pay 1800 a month for insurance? That's Well, that is my question
0: as well. I've got another story along <laughs> these lines this evening too. But no, I, I might
1: deduct. I want to get into these, this business.
0: My, yeah, no, really, Aaron, you should. <laughs> I'm in the wrong business. You know, it's what, what did I? do? Epistemology is just yes. not a
1: way to make money.
0: <laughs> yes. I've almost said what it was, 16% of the economy, now it's 18%
1: of the economy. I mean, it's astonishing. It's what? It's what? Insurance? Yes, the, the sick industry. 18? Oh, you mean, uh, the health, the whole health industry, you mean? Well, mm-hmm. it, it's Not a part a of the economy.
0: Yeah. But well, yeah. I mean, the insurance is part yeah. of that, obviously. Yeah,
1: yeah, right, yeah. Eight, so healthcare is 18% of the GDP? Yeah. Eighteen percent. It's probably more now. I've, I'm
0: probably behind. Yeah. It's probably now twenty two percent. But yes. mm-hmm. as the rest of the economy collapses, Harold,
1: and is it there? Is it, And it's so interesting that nobody talks about res, you know personal responsibility. Uh, that's you know, interesting. I mean, you know, the fact that you know what eighty percent of Americans are grossly overweight. Mm. You know, and then complain about getting sick. <laughs> yeah. You know. mm. Well, my main... I mean, yeah, my my perspective
0: through a lot of these things is that the whole nature of the discussion in this country is so completely removed from anything that I can...
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Engage with it's.
1: It's totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no place to to even begin. Well, you can pick a part of it, you know, yeah. like like what I was just talking about. But yeah, the, it's it's the that's the whole thing. Is it really the only real solutions are global solutions? Mm. You know, there's a million of these goddamn picky little problems or big huge problems, and but they're all related. They're all part of a of a web of things and systems that are dependent upon one another and we have to approach it at a systemic level it seems yeah
0: yes and observe things and chuckle occasionally
1: (laughs) well you got to have a sense of humor yeah yeah who says bob doesn't have a sense of humor yes
0: (laughs) this california senator the leland oh yeah
1: yeah shoulder firing missiles I mean, you can't make this stuff up, Harry. Yeah, I know, really. It's getting, you know, we might as well just give up. You yes. know, we, we try to make fun of them and, uh.
0: <laughs> they, they, they excel in every aspect of, uh, corruption. Well, and, and- it's
1: I doubt you're going to find too many people in that position gun running. I mean, there, there may be another one, but I, I mean, but the rest of them are still fucked up in whatever ways language monkeys are fucked up anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I, I think you know. Actually, that's this will make a great movie. A gun-running state senator. Yeah, he, you know, he I mean, also, that's hot. He also
0: voted on the ghost gun legislation, which I think is really quite funny. <laughs> so yes, he, he won't have people making guns in their sheds, but he will have. Uh, s- surface well, there's two. no
1: way for him to make money on clearly not. making, making oh. a gun in your shed. Clearly <laughs> not. <laughs> So do you, aside from general wrapping, do you have any specific
0: topics you wanted to raise tonight?
1: Um, no.
0: So I wanted to talk a little bit about maps, but before I get to that, I was uh, contacted almost instantly after I put out the last recording by our good friend Bots. And he demanded satisfaction on Skype. (laughs) This whole incident, I found so... On what? About what? Let me get to this. This whole incident I found so funny, I actually woke up the next night with uncontrollable laughter associated with this whole thing. (laughs) So, Motz, it so happens, you, m- you may recall last recording we were talking about a Facebook group that related to E-Prime, but had actually oh, yeah. been completely colonized by a wide variety of other folk,
1: uh-huh.
0: including a woman peddling, I think peddling was Motz's term, kundalini. Uh-huh. So, it just so happens that Motz actually created this group, and he... No, I don't think he did. Well, he told me he did. You, well, he would take this up with Mark. Oh, well, anyway, okay. All right.
1: But anyway, he said that he well, he was like a group. co-founder of them. yeah, co-founder yeah. yeah,
0: and that I had besmirched this group by saying it was filled with Kundalini peddlers. Uh huh. And I, this whole thing kind of took me aback a little bit because. Uh huh. I've not seen that side of Mott's before. He seems like a perfectly, you know, reasonable fellow and the interactions I've had.
1: Yeah. I don't know what, you know, well, listen, man, you know, we're (laughs) all still brain damaged language monkeys and you push the wrong button at the wrong time and they go off. And you do. And I do. (laughs) And everybody does. (laughs) The thing, the
0: thing I need to point out here is our listeners are already getting confused because Marie Camacho (laughs) contacted me a couple of weeks ago and referred to Bob Mottram as Mott's. Now, Bob Mottram Uh, goes by (laughs) Mottas on various yeah. open source sites. And we got to give everybody a number,
1: and exactly. then we won't have
0: these problems. Yeah. Like. So anyway, Motz emailed me, and he said that there was... He wanted to get on Skype and talk to me, and he wanted me to put it out in a Ape recording, because he said there was no way this Kundalini peddler was on the group that he maintained. And although he maintained certain editorial duties through this, there was no way I had found that particular Kundalini video on his particular group, and he said mm-hmm. he'd looked through the group, yeah. and that this was besmirching his group.
1: Ah, okay. You know well, what so I said he, to him? In, in, Well, in one sense, I mean, at least you're both philosophically on the same page. So, yeah, but anyway, go on. So, so I responded to him in two words, and these two well, words give him a URL.
0: Right? These two words. Settled the entire thing. And it actually made me chuckle following. Uh-huh. Oh, the fuck two, you then. It must be.
1: The are... two words
0: were scroll down.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I never heard anything more from Mott's, So <laughs> Scroll down. Oh, that's good. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right. So wow. uh, the funny thing about the Kundalini woman is, and i I posted a few videos in the Stone Ape Facebook group because she was interviewed by another woman, Teal someone. Teal, anyway. Yeah. And yeah. their interview contained a number of
1: elements of Gendo. Oh, yeah. I actually, I saw, I watched a couple of those things myself. <laughs> and again, you know, it's not my way of doing things, but, um, she seems decent enough. Yes. You know, I, I think, um, uh, you know, more power to her. She's probably very helpful to many people. Yes.
0: Yeah. The, um, the Bell one where, she was wailing with the bell.
1: Oh yeah. And then yeah, at the I end saw end that was one. completely
0: emotionally overcome by the whole experience. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. See there's I used to be well, I don't know how heavy I was into the new age movement back in the 80s, but mm-hmm. fairly heavy into it. Yes. And you know, and I knew a lot of people like that. Yes. And um their hearts are in the right place. They're just a little mushy headed. Yeah. Well, they they they're they have seriously misprogrammed language machines, that, mm. you know, but their intentions uh, I'm absolutely in alignment with. Mm. I just like to work with cleaning up their language well, a little bit. Well, that's interesting
0: because they acknowledge their language machines. I mean, the discussion yeah. associated with the whole notion of, you know, the inner narrative yeah. and how yeah. it was completely Well, this is not a and new these, idea. Yes.
1: <laughs> you know, it's with been around question. on the fringes for quite, you know, for like 2,000 years. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Yes. But yeah, but it, it yeah, it's right. There are a lot of people out there who, You know, who I I hope when they hear at least the way I'm discussing this stuff that it'll make sense to them. Yes, you know, in in a way better than what they've the way they have been trying to think about it.
0: Certainly. And the second point that I wanted to raise with you was we had a discussion towards the end of last recording associated with maps, which is the multidisciplinary applied psychedelic something, I think. I probably got the acronym completely wrong. But that was associated with the local studies in your area, in the LA area. And it turns out that currently it's only for I think autistic patients. It's an MDMA autism study. Well, I could
1: probably qualify for that anyway. (laughs) Yes. I'm quite serious. Absolutely. It wouldn't take much exaggeration to put me squarely in that part. Yes. (laughs) it was it was interesting because i was amazed actually how
0: quickly i was able to not necessarily sign you up but at least put you in contact with uh with those folk and they seem to be very you know very politely interested in having you involved so uh, and
1: and and specifically then who who would we be talking about here because i I got a whole bunch of You know, messages from you, and I I read them, but I couldn't come up with a sort of clear. So there was a woman who was part of the
0: the messages, um, who was the final woman who I had to get. Her permission before I put her directly in contact with you, mm-hmm. and she finally contact she contacted you and said, or via she, me. No,
1: she never contacted. No, 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 me. she
0: never did because it was I was the intermediary through the whole ah, thing. I see. It's okay. now your responsibility to make contact with her.
1: I think ah, okay. So, so what I an email is is the way. Yeah, we're no, email is the way
0: to do it. She agreed that she'd be more than happy to have correspondence with you. Okay, all um,
1: right. And no, I think that, that... Could you send me that email address? Certainly. Be- because, uh, it, like you say, I was conf- more or less just confused by the whole series of interchanges, <laughs> you know, between various people that I didn't know. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> the,
0: the original one was between me and Bruce Damer, and then Lorenzo Haggerty got involved, and then this woman whose name escapes me, uh, but who's actually relatively senior in the maps community yeah. got in contact
1: and and they're using what they're using ecstasy right they're using,
0: they're using ecstasy currently my understanding yeah. is that they may also be doing psilocybin studies and various other which yeah. is mushrooms um, yeah and yeah they may also be doing other studies locally, but the big one seems to be the autism MDMA study yeah. that they're working on currently. Yeah.
1: Well, it'd just be fun to talk to her. Yeah, you no, know, I think I, it would be very for fun no to other talk reason her, than actually. just to talk to her. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I think it actually might.
1: It might. I mean, be I'll, I'll probably I'll approach her just that way. Yeah. Do you think she'd be open to just being interviewed for no, the, the pop, I'm pretty for my sure. podcast? I'm not sure how secretive she is.
0: I mean, the whole nature of getting in contact with her and these kind of things seems to indicate a certain Uh degree of secrecy. But you Uh, could ask her. You could ask her outright. I mean, she may be very receptive to that,
1: actually. Um,
0: I think, in general, they do enjoy a good talk about the kind of stuff that they're doing. And I think, you know, they're they're genuinely receptive (laughs) to folks such as yourself.
1: Um, Okay, so, well, at some point, you will remember to send me... I put a plus. Name. I put a plus down, and I will send it to you. Okay, based on thank that. you. So thank know, you. And I then I'll and I'm I doing. will get to her. I mean, then that that's uh, ends your part of this little scheme, Certainly. I guess. Yeah. At this point, yeah. it's now no. up to me. Yes, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate. Yeah,
0: it. Yeah, I, I probably should have stated that very explicitly at that point of the correspondence uh, to identify. What I might <laughs> do is actually <laughs> email you and her and say, "Here is Heron. Uh here, yeah, yeah. here is what's her name." Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we can do it that way.
1: But no, I was actually quite impressed how... Probably I would prefer that she contact me through Skype if you're going to send her information for me.
0: Well, I'll let her know your it, Skype. I mean, she might not yeah, a just, Skype,
1: parent, so yeah. Okay. Anyway, anyway, yeah. I, I usually just give people my Skype thing, and well, I give them everything. So well, I'll yeah. pass on your Skype thing as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll say, say that you're it. interested in talking to. It. Yeah. Well, I mean, even texting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I prefer it texting uh, to email. I just I hate email. I just it's just a, a drudge thing I have to do every day to go clean out my spam. Box, hmm. you know. I mean, everybody I know that means anything to me, we correspond through Facebook or um, or Skype. Hmm. So email is just a place where I clean out the spam thing. And there's a few mailing lists that I'm on, and that's, that's you know that's nice, but uh, it's just a chore.
0: <laughs> so I don't want to discount the impact of my spiritual advisor's tonsillectomy like a week or so ago. But I actually had a really profound experience through the week. That I wanted to share with you and the listeners, because it relates to a topic that we have discussed for quite a period of time. I went to the optometrist this week, and they didn't ask me my social security number. That's not the profound thing that happened. But I was allowed in without them asking my social security number and denying my coverage. I got in, and I talked to... Uh, there were two doctors that saw me. Well, one. why
1: did you go there?
0: I went there because there have been advancements in treating stereo blindness.
1: Oh, oh okay. And that, I also
0: wanted issue, to yeah. see if glasses would correct my stereo blindness. Yeah. I went in and the first doctor was purely associated with my sight and whether I needed glasses. And she tested me and she said, as the doctor had when I was 14, that my vision was improving. She said, basically I have 20 or well, 20 vision in one eye and 20, 25 vision in my right hand. That's
1: damn, that's way better than average. Yeah, that's then great.
0: what she told me blew my mind. She said, for your entire life, you have probably seen in stereo. And what you consider stereo is not, in fact, stereo. (laughs) 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 And she then proceeded to explain it to me in very simple ways. And I was completely stunned by this. Then, we will explore this a little bit more, because I want to.
1: Oh, yeah, I want to, too. I I
0: saw the next doctor, and she said, you probably have glaucoma.
1: Well, probably that's a pretty easy thing to test for. So, right? so
0: they, test they test, because I already have my pupils dilated. I'm going back for two additional tests, which will confirm.
1: Yeah, I hear marijuana helps. The medicinal stuff did come to mind. <laughs> my spiritual
0: advisor might have nixed that, but now I now I have a diagnosis with that. It explains a lot. And I, I mean, you know, if it's confirmed, if it's not confirmed, I'm very, you know, I, I
1: just have a lot of pressure in my eyes. So, so, okay, okay. But how about the stereo? Let's thing? return that's, that's to the that. part I'm most interested in. So, when I get tired, and when I
0: believe that I'm actually, on the rare occasion, seeing in stereo, I am actually seeing uh, uh, something that is not stereo, but gives me a vaster perception of space. This. I mean, I guess she explained it in such a fashion that obviously I don't have the full stereo perception, but I do have
1: through my oh, movement wait, wait, wait. I, I don't understand what this means to not have full stereo perception I'm, I'm trying to get my hand around that so or, or we established
0: eye. we established relatively quickly that I moved my head in such a way to perceive stereo
1: to create yeah, mm-hmm. yeah
0: parallax it, and it, it, through that I can perceive stereo very well according to her see
1: I think see this is where I think this is a language problem I would say you can navigate space well mm-hmm. using these other words these abstractions create ghosts that there's nothing we can do with. So, but by moving your head, you can negotiate physical space adequately. Mm. But if you don't move your head, do you bump into things? Well, even if I move my head, I bump into things. I
0: think, I think my physicality is something that's separate from the perceptions that she did with my, with my vision.
1: It could also be a a muscular coordination thing. Well, we talked about
0: that quite a bit. In fact, she, as as many medical doctors do, she fell into the category of finding me fascinating and then proceeding to tell her (laughs) colleague about it before the colleague proceeded to give me the glaucoma, you know, come back and get more tests. Um, The thing that I found interesting was actually that a lot of the things that had happened through my childhood had reinforced me doing exercises that had probably maintained my vision. And I didn't need glasses. She said quite categorically that my the issues with my eyes could not be solved by glasses, which is what I was told yeah.
1: when I was 18. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, never can tell. It's, not, it's worth asking.
0: Yes. So I, I'm now, you know, going to go and get a driver's license and do all this kind of stuff and just drive slowly as I used to do. I don't feel that I have any obstructions or something. Well, the, from the issue
1: is, yeah, can you diagnoses? navigate space? You know,
0: apparently adequately well enough. Apparently, yeah. well enough. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I don't know. I mean, the the initial um medication that they described associated with glaucoma was eye drops. So yeah. I don't know what that will do or how that will. Well,
1: the, you, you don't even know if you have it. You may or you yeah. may not. You well,
0: know? once it's been described, now it does actually explain the kind of pressure, the pain, and the general irritation. That oh, they have okay, players. all right. Because so, I had yeah.
1: at one point, I had slightly elevated. Uh, Pressure. You know, but, yeah. And they asked me to come back and then it was okay again. But mm. I, I've never noticed, mm. you know, anything. So mm. I didn't know there were any uh, symptoms with glaucoma unless it was, you know, really extreme. Well, maybe I'm in that category. I y- don't yeah. Know. And you've never mm-hmm. been tested for it before. No. Though.
0: No, it wasn't something that they tested children
1: for in Australia. And I guess, yeah.
0: you know, I mean, 20 years have gone by since I was 18. Well, children, so. yeah,
1: but yeah. yeah. Well, in any case, yeah. Well, it was good. Who knows? You but know? the perspective,
0: the first thing that happened was they triple-dosed me with the... Pup- Apparently my pupils just wouldn't dilate sufficiently to do all the stuff they wanted to do. So I was completely useless for about four hours. I staggered, thankfully it was walking distance from work, so I staggered into a Chinese restaurant that I go to sufficiently frequently that they know me by name and uh had a oh, that's meal nice. there yeah and then I got back to work and realized I just couldn't see. Like, there was nothing I could really do. And then I was able to walk home in very, you know, slowly, but able to get home through. Yeah. That. And by about... This happened at midday. And by about 4.30, I was okay to see again.
1: And what? Everything was just blindingly bright? Everything uh, was
0: blindingly bright. Everything yeah. was blurry. I couldn't see anything, basically. Wow. Yeah. But no, it was an interesting experience because it made me realize what the fuck has been going on in my life for the past 20 years. Like, seriously, <laughs> if... if Stereo is this thing which I have not perceived it to be yet. I have this other thing which I perceive
1: to be stereo that I only have access to in certain well, times. Well, this is all now you're talking about language. You're saying how you're gonna categorize your experience. Yeah. How are we going to talk about our experience? It's not easy, as you're discovering. (laughs) This is
0: this is like Heronstone 101. I really feel very much like I... Because, yes, my immediate response, particularly when I went through the procedure with this woman, was one of utter disbelief. And she said, actually, the stuff that you did as a child, which was relatively humiliating, enabled you to deal with this yourself. And you've been able to deal with it perfectly well. Yeah. I, I was I was pretty well gobsmacked. I mean my view is that it changed <laughs> it changed the perspective of my yeah. reality, which but here I'm I'm using, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm using no, I got language monkey words here.
1: But it really No, but you're but <laughs> you're talking about seeing through part of your old story and yeah. you're finding a quite different story. Yeah. That actually works better. <laughs> yeah, <when it's, laughs> or not doesn't even have to work better. It's just it shows other aspects that were invisible with the old analysis.
0: Yes. I see the world with a different set of eyes, having had yeah. purely a conversation,
1: yeah. which I think yeah. is a very curious Astonishing. Thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I yeah. wanted to share that with you because nothing captures the heronstone element more than that kind of stuff.
1: No, right? no, that no, you're right. Uh, those are those are those are uh, those are those moments of awakening we have yes you know so is when you see through an old story <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> did, I did come out of it feeling born again in some really strange yeah, way yeah sure well you are in a, in a not a very strange way at all i you- was a little bit pissed
0: off that the 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 temporality of that and the glaucoma possible diagnosis were so close together i would have liked to have had
1: <laughs> yeah, just, more yeah, time uh, to enjoy yeah. the world yeah, yeah yeah well listen the glaucoma thing is controllable you just yeah. so it's not that big a deal it's i don't it's not
0: think. that big a deal i don't think yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh. yeah yeah and you may not even have it or it may just be borderline or yeah, it may, exactly. you know who knows you know yeah but whatever it is you'll deal with it yes i will indeed i will indeed that's a great story
0: uh, of I could, The yeah. thing about it is that I don't even know how to tell it intelligibly.
1: No, it's going to take some time. That's the thing is this whole area of discourse, uh, you know, again, it's, I, that, that analogy I always use about electricity in 1800. We're in the same spot mm. trying to talk about this kind of stuff. We don't have the vocabulary or the experience or anything to talk about this well. All we've got is the crap we've inherited from our language monkey ancestors, mm. and it obviously didn't work very well. Yeah. <laughs> so... You know, it, it's up to us to invent better ways to talk about it. My immediate response was just to sit and not... I mean, yeah. it's its almost
0: the kind of meditative sitting. Yeah. And well, just you, to take just, in the yeah. world without anything yeah. else.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's not much else you can do right then. It's amazing how quickly normality returns, though. I mean... No, you I, no seriously, seriously well, Aaron, it hasn't here. Well, I, I don't mean normalcy in some other ways, but I mean, I was... In my major awakening, I was really incapacitated for like two days. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't leave the house. I, I just was sort of there trying to figure out what the fuck does this mean? Well, you know, this thing. But within a yeah. week or two, you know, it was like, I mean, everything was different, but everything was sort of ordinary every day. You know, I still did the same shit I did before. Yeah. You know, I was in the yeah. Air Force at the time. So yeah. <laughs> you know, that. Constrain things considerably but but you know it it, it whatever the insight is, at some point it becomes your regular reality, yes, yes, if you're lucky, or maybe you're not that's the thing is the way this this whole thing is sold in the spiritual community is that there you know, enlightenment is some sort of unending bliss <laughs> you know or some cosmic Oozy oneness with with uh the universe and stuff. And you know, there are moments of that, but you can't live like that, you know, well, to celebrate this new awakening. When I got
0: home, when my work day was done, I was able to do a little bit of work when my eyes got back into focus. I
1: decided to watch Easy Rider. Oh, yeah, you I said that and for the first time, too. Never I've seen never Easy seen Easy Rider. Boy, well, I wonder is, how it holds up now. That's an old... When was that movie made? 69. What, like, 69, okay, yeah. yeah the thing that caught me about it now well
0: that's interesting i mean i knew what i knew what it was about i'd seen the poster the poster existed in independent cinemas and things like that
1: yeah uh, yeah it's just part of the culture now too yeah i've
0: never i've never been a huge fan of peter fonder i've seen his stuff independently and he just he's just there like he's an actor who's really just there by his presence he's not like uh Jack Nicholson or anyone like that who actually has to do something—he's just there. He's just his face. He's just himself. Well,
1: I don't know. I'm I'm not going to criticise him. I don't. No. So let let me talk about my experience with Easy Rider without revealing the plot. Uh, yeah. My well, t- you're not going to offend anybody. I mean, if they haven't seen it, tough shit. No, I think people should see it. I, the Whoa. thing that struck me about it. Let me let me talk about this. The first. Tom, you're the only guy in the world who hasn't seen it. <laughs> <sighs> it's funny
0: actually because I went into work and one of the one of the the Chinese guys I work with said. I said, because my boss had, had recommended Easy Rider, we were talking actually, we were talking, We. I seem to, I exist outside of this recording very similar to myself in this recording when I'm at work at lunch. So we were talking about f- discovering an old box of baking soda in the back of my grandparents' house that was from the 60s. And had never been opened. And I, we were talking about the fact that baking soda in Australia wasn't used as it's used here in refrigerators in order to eliminate odors. And I said, that whole thing only probably came about because of crack cocaine. I mean, can you imagine being a baking soda manufacturer (laughs) when crack cocaine first came out? I mean, that whole thing, you'd need to completely rebrand your existence because you were like, you were like being sold in a drug on the streets. (laughs) <laughs> the baking soda, you know, empire
1: as it existed through crack cocaine. You know, what, I'm not you're sure. saying, suggesting. Well, I actually don't really get what you're talking about. Do you know what crack cocaine is? Well, you're talking about the p- a
0: powder, right? Baking soda, as in Arm and Hammer, yeah. is the second ingredient in crack cocaine. It's cocaine, oh, baking soda, yeah. and water. And the baking How, and soda was, and the water. What
1: does the ba- baking soda and water do?
0: The water cocaine is soluble. Co- powder cocaine is soluble in water, and the okay. baking soda creates the structural foundation for the smokable cocaine. The crack okay, cocaine. Okay, so the,
1: so okay, so the, the the you take the cocaine white powder. Yes. And boil some it water, water and-
0: with baking soda, let the water uh-huh. evaporate, and you end up with the crack cocaine. Okay, and that's what you put in a pipe and smoke. That's what you cut it up and sell to, yeah. you know, folks
1: on the street. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, so, and, and did their sales go up immediately? Clearly. <laughs> crack cocaine was the biggest thing for Arm & Hammer ever. <laughs> So of course, in parallel to this, I mean, there are other baking soda manufacturers. No one like like. Arm Hammer. Yeah, they're the big one. Yeah, so and they just through this period of (laughs) time, they had to try to show the government that there was some legitimacy in
0: what they were doing. In this period of time, putting the baking soda in the refrigerator also got rid of odors.
1: Ah, and does it? I wonder. It does actually. Does it? Okay, but it was. I think the marketing (laughs) in that light came in parallel with the crack cocaine. (laughs) That's funny. Yes. That's funny. Out of desperation. Ah, keep it out of the, keep the odors out of your refrigerator anywhere in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You have five or six boxes around. Yeah. And just That's a small bag of cocaine, you know? It yeah, together. you don't need much, no. Yeah, exactly.
0: So anyway, through this, we were talking about drug films, because we were talking about how I knew about this through the various crack cocaine movies that came out in the late 90- uh, 80s. Um And, what is it, New Jack City? I mean, there are a whole series of them that show people, um, Menace to Society, a whole series of movies show people the process associated with making crack cocaine out of baking soda. So the topic at work was favourite drug movies that existed. And Easy Rider came up, and I realised I hadn't actually watched Easy Rider. Hence, when I got home, I thought, well, I might as well watch Easy Ride. Right? Yeah, yeah. The thing that struck me about it was the first, I don't know, 40 odd minutes, which is just basically, aside from the initial thing, that has um, Phil Spector, In it, which was very curious. I didn't expect to see Phil Spector in it, It was just like a music video. It's just like guys riding motorcycles with, I don't know, a dozen or so 60s. Yeah, it's about an attitude. Yes. It's
1: it's about an attitude.
0: (laughs) And then then various other things happen. But my experience through watching it was this is Hollywood at its raw essence. It saw a demographic and it marketed to it perfectly. Every disaffected teenager through to someone in their mid 20s could go and see Easy Rider and realize that someone was getting them in Hollywood. But that was the whole marketing thing associated with it. I thought it was really fascinating, and I actually really enjoyed it. I like the nihilism, I like the commune, I love the rednecks. The rednecks are totally from my childhood. I mean, that whole experience of going to hippie communes through, you know, the outback and seeing you go through these conservative towns that were just really bizarre, and then you'd end up in this commune. I mean, that was basically my late teens, (laughs) travelling around Australia. Yeah, you know, just crazy red. You know, I don't even rem-
1: I hardly even remember the movie now. I saw yes. it, you know, probably when it came out. Yeah. And um haven't seen it since then. I all I remember is I liked it yeah. and of course was shocked at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but- I think the,
0: I, I have a film called Last Summer that I've talked about that I actually think is probably a more interesting representation of the late 60s because it's about teenagers, not about, you know, young adult men. And it's actually yeah. a lot darker and it has a lot more dialogue. And it is really very curious because actually it's about the procurement of evil in children. And there's a, a sequel called Come Winter that was going to be made into a film as well. The distinction between Easy Rider and Last Summer. Is last summer was rated X when it was released? And Easy yeah. Rider is very much a mainstream kind of R film. Yeah. It's funny.
1: Have it's- you s- have you seen Kids? Yes. Yeah. I, no. I I thoroughly it, enjoy Kids. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. That's just that movie ab- just stunned me when I saw it. Did it? it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a script. Those. Yes. You know. Those. They're actors. But it's just on a. It's funny that I, of all people, should have been shocked. It's just that I talk about this kind of depravity a lot, but yeah. then when you actually see it, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just, it, it shocks me, you know? Yeah, it's a. I think it's perfectly
0: pitched. It just captures the mid-90s nihilism and just the notion of being, oh, yeah. a, it's just so perfectly pitched. And yeah, those characters well, I, I exist. Why
1: do you say perfectly
0: titched? I, I okay, so I know people like those kids. I grew up with people like yeah. those
1: kids. Yeah. And the, um, the way in which it is... See, comp- I didn't. I don't know mm. anybody that was that fucked up. Yeah, no, that's, that's At least, maybe I just didn't know i well. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: so maybe I just must have led a very sheltered life. As what it requires is no
0: parents. Once you live in an environment with either a parent who has a a relationship with another person who they have to go away and see and leave you in a house for a long period of time... You're right. That's
1: because I am as old as I am. I grew up in the 50s. Uh, Growing up in the 90s is a whole different... perspective
0: of actually having environments with no parents, relatively safe, vast quantities of drugs and alcohol just available easily is really yeah, I mean, it's my late teens. Well, that they're abandoned.
1: I really, I mean, that's, yeah. that's the thing, is that they have no guidance, no yeah. no assistance. They're just out in the world trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Exactly. And everybody else has got a story that they're pitching, mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, but it's the, scary. The element oh. of um nihilism, the
0: music, the way in which things can turn violent almost instantly, just the... You know, one-upmanship kind of cap- capability. Oh, the whole everything! Thing. Yeah, every,
1: just almost everything. There's just every single character is just a complete fucking asshole. Well, <laughs> you know, there's the you no. See? Well, not everyone, but yeah. you know, at least the guys. <laughs> yeah, and many <laughs> and notice think, the, no. you notice how many of uh, there were like four or five actors in that film that that was the very first film they ever acted. Certainly. They were discovered by Harmony Korean, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yes. I think God, also yeah. the the role of the adults in that film to look stupid. It just it completely captures my view associated with the adults of that period of time as well <laughs> just disaffected boring not really connected in any way yeah.
1: just living yeah. their yeah. own
0: lives you know
1: well that's still pretty much the way it is no
0: I, look my view is actually that it might be a timeless film because of that I mean obviously the music yeah. will date it. some of the terminology yeah. will date it maybe yeah. some of the skateboarding things will date it but yeah aside from that that whole kind of nihilism period
1: and just packs of Teenagers. You know, yeah, yeah. see I think that's unique to this time. I, I think there's I'm, in fact I don't think there was any such thing as a teenager prior to no. certainly, ni- certainly like 1920s So well mm, hmm. as a social class. No, no there, see, were, there, I were, watching, there do, were I was watching i was watching a
0: documentary about the World's Fair in Chicago in eighteen ninety three, I would say, maybe eighteen ninety four. And there were teenagers there who came, it was the first sign, and young women as well, and normally young
1: men would, would travel in this land, no, but young listen, I'm women sure would there travel are things as to go well. back, but I'm not quarreling with that. Yeah, okay, so maybe it was 1890, maybe it was 1850, but in 1600 there were no teenagers. And mm. and before that, throughout history, there were there was no classification as such a as a teenager. Well it was that was I mean, not the, a phase of life. That teenager wasn't the way people is something thought is,
0: about it. Well if there are bar mitzvahs
1: they're gonna be teenagers, you know? No. That's not if true. If there are religious festivals, if there are no, that's a, there's a mark. parties a, and the, things There's these a recognition things. of of uh, physical maturity, sexual maturity. Yes. Pubescence. I mean all all of that. That's all part of it. But I'm just Oh, I don't. I don't see this as very controversial.
0: <laughs> I think it is. I actually think we are probably very naive of what what existed in the historical past associated with this.
1: Well, I agree with you. You know, we you pick and choose and you read who you uh, choose to and invest your theories there in it. There.
0: there were certainly teenage <laughs> gangs that were described through England in the 17th century. And my view is it was just purely, and I, I think if you go back and, to- And
1: there, may, okay, you're right. It, this may go back then to the Industrial Revolution. Um, no, it, I'm, it may, I'm, I'm cu- I I will assert that I think yeah. within Roman times
0: and probably with in you know whatever is documented through the Dark
1: Ages as well, there were probably. I mean, the notion of a teenage ah, You know what? I, yeah, He's, actually, you know, I think one of the difficulties here is I'm I'm thinking in in a on a different scale. I'm, I'm talking about more or less tribal, rural, village communities. Very, I mean, the, the percentage of the world's population that lived in cities in yeah. empires is. Minute compared to the number of people who live on the land in small groups. Well,
0: historically, throughout all
1: of history, if if we if we go
0: back historically, particularly in this country, people of teenage age were also of marrying age earlier back as well. So the notion well, of teenagers yeah, of being yeah. not
1: being socially, you know, the in between between yeah, well, childhood I mean, there, there's and adulthood maturity. Yes. You know, there's there, that's that's the big one, and basically at that point. You know, and for the next couple years, you were expected to become an adult. And, and you're right. There's that transition period, but that transition period wasn't a category in their thinking, I suggest. Well, there was, there was apprenticeships. I mean, there was, there were ways
0: in which teenagers were actively integrated in a working society.
1: Well, we call them teenagers. They would have probably called them something like young people. Well, the notion of a teenager in modern society
0: is very much associated with marketing.
1: Oh well. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That yes. That's yeah, the, the idea. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, that, absolutely. Well, that's why and that's and they've succeeded wildly. Yes. <laughs> they've create actually what that's exactly what I'm saying is that they in fact have created teenagers, yes, who think their opinion makes a fucking bit of difference <laughs> because the advertisers have been telling them that you're cool, you're young, you know everything <laughs> and they're buying it. And, uh.
0: They're certainly buying it, yes. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is interesting because I have cousins that are moving into their twenties now, and they refuse to give up their teenage life. I think well, it's it, good if you can keep it up. There's a there's a societal <laughs> element associated with infantilization which is very different I think than I mean I'm always wondering associated with the model rail fraternity in particular that you know there's an infantilization component in some regard but it it's
1: more I don't I don't see why you have to call it infantilization. I mean that's that's you know you can call it what you will. <laughs> you know and the thought came back to me mm-hmm. and, and it's a, this idea of becoming an adult in fact the talk i'm giving as you saw is called beyond adultery Certainly. which is about well you know what that's about Certainly. and and um and you know i look at myself and i and i can see how easily somebody could categorize me in in any number of ways <laughs> you know but the way i categorize myself is just someone who's well, actually I don't anymore, so it doesn't really make any difference, I guess. Yes. Um.
0: When I when I wash my hands at work and I look into the mirror, which seems to be something that occurs maybe three times a day, I often think to myself, because I'm at work and I'm about to go and do something work related, Heron needs to create a booklet called Living Like Heron Stone, ten easy steps. <laughs>
1: Well, actually, that's, that's in the works, really. Because, yeah, it is. C- quite frankly... I, no, I think it's perfectly reasonable. I, I'm yeah, very su- I think that's a good idea. P-
0: particularly now I'm suffering from glaucoma. My options here associated with, you know, moving through the world have, have changed diametrically. And I now could potentially embrace all this alternative culture that I've been living through vicariously through people like yourself, my spiritual advisor... I've read about childhood friends. I could start wearing, you know, multicolored. I, I need to study under Bruce Damer. I need to spend my time under Bruce <laughs> Damer just to learn how to become a group
1: guru, a techno guru. Well, there are so many ways. See, that's mm. the thing is that actually, and the, the challenge is for you to find the, the right way for you. Well, this is interesting.
0: So part of my wife being unwell was the fact that I missed the contact conference. But as these things happen, I was contacted through the week by Facebook. And even though I played down... They they have this new product called Facebook Paper, which I really think should be called Facebook Horse and Cart. Because it's so far behind. (laughs) I mean, the whole notion of, the whole notion of kind of that warm enlightening time when we read the paper, you know, just doesn't strike me as something that you'd call the technology. So in contacting me about Facebook paper, the person who contacted me said, and you know, you'll be able to meet me at the Facebook paper conference. I was like. Well, actually, I'd kind of like to talk at Facebook, and here's the talk that I gave at Netflix, which you can actually get from the Stone Ape, well, sorry, the Stone Ape, the Noble Ape webpage, uh, as a link through to the paper, which became a chapter in The Origin of Mind. I said, you know, if Facebook's interested in something like this, maybe I could come and talk at Facebook. So, I will let people know how that goes. They do videos as well, so it'll be quite a production. Similar perhaps to, uh, you know, what you're doing, um, in a, a month or so's time as well. <laughs> so this, this notion of being who I am. Another thing I did through the week was I recorded a 15-year anniversary message for VIDA, which is an artificial life art prize by Telefonica, which I think is the Spanish telephone company. They put up the money for this artificial life art prize, and I've been a long-time fan of VIDA. I've interviewed the various VIDA people. I met uh, I met uh, Nell Tenhaff, who's one of the VIDA founders, uh, at this artificial life conference a couple of years ago. Now, so I recorded quite a nice video for them, and they they asked me for the full text, and they're going to put Spanish subtitles under it and that's going out soon as well but i was thinking my my brand as a guru is pretty good already with this whole noble ape thing i just need to embody it somewhat more
1: you need to identify your audience, you know, the, yeah. the, you know, in in but that's again, you. You're, it's you've not that I need to it. identify it. I no, need you've to already gotten the audience. Yeah. I need to expand well, the
0: existing audience.
1: Well, then you're going to probably have to change Noble Ape. Well, that's what I've been thinking about
0: recently because I think Noble Ape is is a simulation. For me now exists something that's past. It's a bit like the stereo vision experience.
1: <laughs> Not unlike that at all. Yeah, your experience yeah. there is quite different than other people's. And what happens is, and you, you
0: may actually, because I promoted to uh, Marie and her boyfriend Justin that they should go and meet you at the talk.
1: Uh, okay.
0: So they may actually be
1: there. <laughs> In fact, I actually think... It's, it's okay if they don't, though. No, <laughs> I think I should actually go ahead. No, well, I know, and I'm saying it's okay if they choose not to. I, I won't be the slightest bit hurt. No, but I think it's important that, uh, particularly
0: since since our our mutual friend Dave is going to be presenting with you, that there are other Stone Ape listeners in the L.A. area that also make themselves known to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, people are certainly welcome to come. I just don't much care. <laughs> yeah. It did strike me. I, as an I, I, I find mix. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I'm going to be again being, it's being on stage or although I'm going to try and get off the stage, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm there to, to do a very sort of specific thing with a very specific group of people. Other people showing up is great. And, and you know, the thing is, I just don't feel anything lacking in my relationship with Marie, say. You know, I'm, I don't think, I think the chances are if we actually meet that our relationship won't actually be improved, probably won't be, be you know, wrecked either, but. Mm. I think the part that you're missing
0: is her boyfriend, Justin. And I think Justin... Oh, I have, no, talk,
1: I have no knowledge that's of my Justin point. whatsoever. That's yeah. my point. And I think Justin
0: yeah. might actually get a kick out of meeting you because Justin was the guy who was interested in Noble Ape initially and kind of brought Marie into uh-huh. the fold through yeah. that. And I think you might get a better sense of them um, if Marie and Justin both come oh, and you listen, met. I,
1: listen, I'm, yeah. I'm sure I will. I'm just saying it. Uh, like I say, for me, it's a bit stressful. Oh, I understand. Yeah, but, um. In a pleasant kind of way, a, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not a bad, it's not a yeah. bad thing. It's just that, uh, like I said, my sense is that people, I've, I've run into this before, you know, where people have e- expectations about what, you know, they think they like somebody or, or whatever. Yeah. And they, and they, and it, but it's all in their head, <laughs> you know, and then, and then yeah. when the realities meet, it, it, my experience has been that it's often, um, well, I'm not comfortable with it, Mexico. Yes,
0: <laughs> we've shared this. I mean, I've talked about experiences that I've yeah. had that have been similar as well. Yeah. In fact, I'm I'm hesitant to meet people aside from rabid model rail fans who I I may have offended, but I haven't really tried to yet. So,
1: <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> No, but on the other hand, you know, I mean, th- there have been situations when I've met people, and and I was really glad we met. You know, it was a really fun interaction. It felt good, uh, and everything was great. So it, it's just, it's always a risk, I guess. Maybe that's it. Normally, I live in a very controlled environment. Yes. But uh, this brings up the risk of um, of it not working.
0: Yes. Well, I've posted the announcement of your talk to the Stone Ape Facebook group, and if other listeners want to get in contact with me or Heron, I can provide the details, yeah. or Heron can provide the yeah. details.
1: Yeah. I don't even have any details yet. I don't know wh- what the parking situation is <laughs> or, or anything.
0: Yes. Yeah, I looked at the map again of the area that you're going to be, Cal State Fullerton, and I thought, yes, it is as I remember it being, Cal State Fullerton. Just, um, yeah, it, it, folks... Have a pleasant stroll through Cal State Fullerton. I mean, you know, the parking is what the parking is. So, I have a few other topics to discuss here. One topic, unfortunately, has been embargoed by my spiritual advisor.
1: which is Embargoed? Yes. A curious choice of words.
0: Well, embargoed is the word that I would use because it will be announced at a later date. She just doesn't want it announced yet. Oh,
1: you're going to have a baby. No. No. <laughs> We, I Sorry. don't even know. Let, let, me, uh, let me. I we, couldn't resist it. No, it just seems so no, obvious, you know. No. <laughs> And you can this, edit it out. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> the joke.
0: No, I like the I like the inappropriateness and the long pause following. No, I, that's all staying in. <laughs> I, I could I could refer to this entity as a baby, but it is it, it. Unfortunately, it's too old to be a baby. So we'll we'll move beyond that. And when okay. when it becomes publicly announceable, I will announce it to the general public because there are a number of very curious and interesting stories through this one thing. But I will move beyond mm, that.
1: Yeah. Two so how things. long do we have to wait for the blessed event?
0: I'm thinking, I mean, my view is if I can't talk about it at the end of next week, I don't know when I can really talk about it mm. anyway.
1: Okay. All right. So this is not a long range No, project. it's not. It's
0: something I'd like to talk about tonight. I mentioned it my spiritual wise yeah. She said, hold off. So I'm gonna hold
1: yeah. Off. Yeah. Okay. Well, because my imagination is just going wild. <laughs> <laughs> You've given us all plenty to think about. Yes, yeah.
0: well, If and when we do have a child, however, Heron, the Ape podcast will be the first place to know it. But that information as well... Will unfortunately be embargoed by my spiritual advisor. In fact, crying may be the first incident. Me crying may be the first incident of the yeah. uh, pending yeah. child. But I will, if if that to, if that were to happen, I would, I'd certainly. Two things came up this week as well. The first is that our listener Jim Gifford in South Australia let me know that our favourite topic associated with South Australian transgender model railroaders—they have listened <laughs> to Stone <laughs> Ape and they approve. <laughs> this project has become a thing which is so far beyond me now. I really, uh, my view is actually that I'd like to get, I'd, if, I, if I do do this thing, I'd actually like to go to South Australia and interview them on location. So, yeah. although they're going to be here in San Francisco pretty bloody soon, actually. I better check when they're coming.
1: Well, that's, um, you can, yeah. Yeah, I, no, you've well, got to get them in their natural yeah. habitat. Yeah, right. So, what I'll home. do is,
0: is talk to them here.
1: Yeah, set it then, all
0: up. And then work from there. And there are yeah. local transgender model railroaders and and activists who I can put them in contact with as well. They may be part of the layout too. I'm not really sure. I've got, to, I've got to reach out to people. But non-transgender model <laughs> railroaders as well. <laughs> the other thing that happened last night, which in part relates to some of the good news, but in part doesn't, was that I was on Skype last night and the furry fellow who is... Friends with Fred.
1: I'm actually a little bit. <laughs> furry fellow who is friends and with Fred. With Fred. And I've good one, man. man. I'm going to remember yes. that. A little, little One of the editors I work with is really hot for alliteration. Very good. You know, and um, we found one the other day that had five. I think this is only four, so, but it's still furry pretty damn good. Furry fellow friends with Fred. Yes, four. Four is
0: good. <laughs> anyway, I was on Skype. Um, yesterday, and this fellow got online, and my wife was still feeling relatively under the weather, and this guy's like, can we chat, Tom? Can we chat, Tom? Can we chat, Tom? And I was just like, okay, five minutes. (laughs) So, Fred and he have had a major falling out. In fact, this fellow has blocked Fred from communicating with him now. Fred, as I realise now, I've I've probably put too much emphasis on these kids. They're not kids. One's 19 and a half, the other one is 18.
1: But they- Yeah, they're- yeah, okay. yeah. They both have Whatever, really quite
0: yeah. serious problems, particularly associated with their education. As Fred's former friend told me, Fred was actually kicked <laughs> out of high school, and as Fred told me, he's not going to graduate until he's twenty.
1: They're savants.
0: They're not integrated yeah. people in yeah, society. Yeah, yeah.
1: There is no place for them here.
0: I was talking to Fred's former furry friend last night, and I actually <laughs> asked him about college, and he said no. Probably no possibility of that, but he is finishing high school at least this year. Yeah. He raised, his, his, because he was doing video and I was doing audio, I very rarely do video with people. He raised with me, he, he kind of said, and I, I have this other hobby other than model trains. And I said, the furries. And he got really excited. My wife was off sitting next to me, and she looked at me like, "Why are you even raising it with this guy? You're probably already breaking some federal law associated with solicitation." Yeah, you're on there.
1: You're on the radar now, now man. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: anyway, and he got really excited, and I said, "No, look, I, I know about the furries." I said, "I saw you." So he said, "Oh, I don't do any of the dirty stuff." You know, you've got to go out about this. Anyway, my spiritual advisor... <laughs> oh, that's, you, a, that's a, a relief. My spiritual advisor <laughs> said to me... She, after this conversation, was on her iPad googling furry information. And she said that uh, I think the, the perversion part is probably only a very small part of it. Like, And
1: our yeah, listener, yeah, to whole, Bowen, whole yeah. actually... What kind of furries do they usually dress up as?
0: They're typically I mean, foxes they're, or rabbits or Fox, bears the or these kinds of things. Mice or rabbits. Yes. Okay, okay. In fact, uh, uh, I went back and watched the Monty... And I posted this on Facebook, group. I went back and watched yeah. the Monty Python associated with men that dress yeah. like mice. And it's exactly yeah. the same. Monty Python yeah. was onto this thing, you know, 40, years, 50 years ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. But anyway, so oh, I see. Let's do a commercial for Monty Python, folks. There's like fifty hours of the Monty Python's flying circus available for free on the web if you know how to find things for free on the web. I'll just put well, it into YouTube. Most of it, it's on well, YouTube. Oh, it could be. You're right. Yeah. Entire entire episodes? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Go to YouTube then. You know, yeah, yeah, anyway I, ha- I have just the words
0: Just the words was the book that they put out Of all the scripts, and actually what I did Was I gave it to my grandfather In the late 80s, I think As a Christmas present, and it was The, his, you know, the
1: scripts of the TV Series? Yes, yes. Okay.
0: Uh, it has the, it has them back to back and when they passed away, or when my grandfather passed away, I was given it back as a memorial thing, and it's got his notes and stuff on the inside as well. So it's one of my more prized items associated with Monty Python. Um, I <laughs> for me, there's an element to it that the problem with it is that I understand the kind of British culture. You know, Oxbridge kind of style of the humor. And the yeah, it's, it's real to that local is, in, yeah. that, in,
1: in that way. Yeah. And also because, but, but somehow it works though. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, that's what they're doing. You know that you don't get the subtleties of it, but, but you know, that, that's an interesting point because. A A lot of it. I mean, there are references to popular uh, characters on TV, I guess. I don't know who the hell they are. It gets a big laugh. (laughs) I, I
0: get the subtleties, and I think basically, if you understand it in context, mind you, by the time I saw it, I had been so heavily exposed to all the kind of culture that came from that from yeah uh, it it wasn't so revolutionary to you then probably no it was it was uh there was a there was a show called banana man which was a cartoon that was written by john cleese obviously the goodies that came out of um that which was like a children's show that john cleese and i mean tim Brooke taylor who was on the goodies had been part of the the Cambridge acting group or whatever that came out of the Oxford acting group. So there were all these people that I knew about and had, I'd been so heavily exposed to their humor through other people, John Cleese, uh, yeah. Gilliam, you know, I mean, all these people yeah. were, had done so much stuff afterwards I was exposed to that when I went back to it, I mean, you know, I still watch the meaning of life and the films that they made after the fact too. And I think yeah. the meaning of life, is probably maybe in my top 50 films that one should see, just because it...
1: Yeah, certainly in the top 50, yeah. Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, just what it says about Catholicism and overeating, I think... uh, Oh,
1: yeah. Well, just the whole damn thing. Again, it's just there's something about their movies that just is Monty Python esque. <laughs> you know? You'd hope uh, it was more than Monty Python esque. Yes. You'd hope it was yeah, Monty yeah. Python. <laughs> but, See, it, it, actually, I still preferred the. You know, they, I love a couple of the movies, but I still think the TV series where they weren't under pressure to sustain certainly. an ongoing story were just. Yeah. I love the TV well, series. Well, it's the younger work, <laughs> yeah. isn't it?
0: So, I mean, the younger well, that work. that was Yeah
1: an element to it. That's unfortunate. Let's hope that's not always the case. I hope I have better work yet to come. I don't know. (laughs) I've been through your journals, Aaron. I've been through your journals. It's been downhill since then.
0: uh? (laughs) Well, no, it just perfectly defines
1: your current work. I mean, I think the journals actually give you a pretty good. Yeah. It's the same. I've been talking about, yeah, I've been, again, on an intellectual level, uh, I've been talking about the same stuff almost from the beginning. Uh, What's but see, merely understanding it isn't enough. That's the whole point. <laughs> you know, is that understanding it at some point, though, it get and this gets back to Korzybski's, I, I'm rereading some general semantics stuff now mm-hmm. about so-called corticothalamic integration that the, that the, the, the thalamus, it was the way Korzybski talked about mm-hmm. it, but you know, it integrates us physically with the world in many ways and the, and the cortex, you know, does what it does. And, and, but getting them to work together isn't always easy. So you can understand something, but it doesn't get down to the thalamus or you can have a feeling for something and be able to do it, but be totally incapable of articulating it. Yeah. And, and that if you can get these two to work together <laughs> somehow, and that's what general semantics is about is a skill. And that's what Gendo is about, really. Yes. Um, um, that's the issue, is how do you, how do we do that? I'm still dealing with that. There are things I'm perfectly clear about. Well, not perfectly clear about. That's what strikes me, is that actually when you do get perfectly clear intellectually, then the thalamic thing does happen. But being that clear <laughs> is quite rare uh, for English speakers.
0: I've been thinking very critically associated with my mentoring role. And here, I mean, people like Marie Camacho have explicitly asked me to mentor aspects of their lives, or at least give them structural pointers associated with how to deal with certain things. But through the week, aside from Fred and his furry friend, or furry former friend...
1: His former furry friend.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, You're right. I was also contacted by Marty Fisher who does periodically listen to this. I don't know if he's going to listen to this particular recording, but I'm going to put this out here. And I realised, actually, that the mentoring relationship is not about hearing people's problems. It's actually about providing a series of, not necessarily... Well, I mean, I I guess they're stories, for want of a better term. But providing (laughs) a series of points... That those people can learn from and develop from. Or at least that expands their Well that's the
1: way you that's the way that's your model for it. Well Which what, is what happened through the Perfectly
0: week Reasonable. <laughs> was that Marty contacted me. He wanted to talk on Skype.
1: Marty, for
0: folks who want the reframing, lives in rural Missouri. He doesn't have a job. He was fired from his job as a security guard. He was kicked out of high school. He was part of Job Corps, where he was robbed, although he graduated from Job Corps. And he has a YouTube channel, in fact, a series of YouTube channels that I have subscribed to for about three years now. We started communicating initially because I thought he had some really good stories to tell. And also I thought he was relatively intellectually capable in terms of an interaction. But I've realised, actually, very similar to Fred and his former friend, who was also (laughs) interested in furry stuff, that this is mainly my perspective. That, actually, these people have really quite fundamental issues that I have no means of interacting with them to And what happened with Marty was that, basically, he's been in an on-again, off-again relationship with this woman, who's, I don't know, maybe 200 miles from where he lives. They have an online relationship. They Skype, they talk every day. It, there's this notion of a non-physical intellectual relationship. I haven't seen the movie Her, but my understanding is that's what the movie Her is
1: about. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing that, I um,
0: hope. Oh, yeah, kind of mixed. I mean, I know a lot of people that got interviewed on, you know, BBC and NPR because Her. Well, I, we'll we'll be... her and, well, I you know. can bet you won't like it.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Ooh.
0: Well, let me surprise you, Heron. I don't know. I mean i my view is yeah. I'll probably well, we'll see. See it when, when it comes hoping, out on Netflix.
1: I'm hoping that it blows me away. Uh oh, but we'll what see. I, I mean that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so but uh from what little I've read about it, um I well, like I say, I always have high hopes. We'll see. Usually I'm disappointed, and i I'll, I'll probably be disappointed with this, but I'm hoping not.
0: So my advice to Marty Fisher from about a month ago was that he, obviously there's already a physical distance. This woman is just catering to some kind of intellectual depression that he likes to you know, spend a period of time <laughs> in. We yeah. talked for about half yeah. an hour uh, through the week. And I told him that I didn't want to interact with him any more in the way in which this thing was presenting itself. That yeah. he needed to take responsibility for himself and his relationship, and not utilize my time as a means of just talking. Yeah, well, about
1: unless this. he wants to pay you, you know, yeah. uh, three dollars a minute. Yeah, that's the way I'm going to do this. <laughs> yes, I, and 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 for three dollars a minute, I'll talk to him. Yeah, my rate's slightly higher. Well, okay, $5 but, a minute. Whatever. It doesn't make any difference. Well, I, I'm starting he, he, off at $3. i am going to start off low. Yeah. You know? I, he, Who knows he, how high I can go?
0: <laughs> I have historically had very high barriers for entry particularly associated with Noble A. I've lowered those barriers with Model Rail Radio and I'm actually interested in how, how I can change the format of Model Rail Radio going forward. Aside from not having a baby. Why
1: change? Why change? Well, it's a
0: huge time commitment, Heron. It's a huge time commitment where I already have the level of respect that I need with this community. I could record once a month, the the Model Rail community, and the parts of the Model Rail community that aren't going to show me respect for Model Rail radio, I don't care about. So I need
1: to get to a point of maturity. What does that mean, show you respect? I don't get that.
0: What does that mean? (laughs) The fact that I I was realising this, that I have brought together roughly 400 people through Model Rail Radio, just in terms of the active participants. Yeah. And my view is, when I say show me respect, I'm not saying, like, respect my authority. I'm saying, give me existential respect for this thing that has been created. And part of how that, How does somebody do that? Um acknowledging well you see here's the way the model rail fraternity has historically existed it's historically been a series of magazines and the people in the magazines utilize their buddies who are also in the magazines and it's about a buddy buddy kind of relationship with the magazines and then everyone who buys the magazines like they're reading the word of god starts talking about these people like you know they are moses or these kind of folk so, you know, they have this level of almost religious <laughs> respect in the Model Rail community. And what has happened through Model Rail Radio is I now have more listeners than they have readers. And they... I've been in... I went to a layout when I was in... um well, Grand so you're Rapids doing Michigan. it
1: right. Why do you want to change it?
0: Because the time component to it, recording ah, for you're bored. fifteen <laughs> recording for <laughs> yeah. fifteen hours, it's just inefficient.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I got inefficient it. yeah.
0: having people on who are just who aren't really doing the model rail hobby. They're not really active model railroaders. And I think well, also why are the they format, you have personalities. It becomes a thing in and of itself which oh, is like removed. From, aboard. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a few Jaja Zha Zha Gabors on model rail radio,
1: believe me. Yes. So, you know, we've invented a new noun now: a Jaja Gabor or a Jaja, yes. a Jaja. <laughs> <laughs> I own a
0: Shai Shai Gabor cat. Actually, he's currently rubbing his tail up against my hand. So I know the Shai Shai Gabor very much. In fact, I own one in cat form. So yes, yes, there is an entity, but not as an intellectual one. So yeah i I just think there needs to be, and I'm I you know I, since we started talking, I think I've talked about this, and you've periodically said, well, maybe you can pass on the host, but the, the model rail radio is a phenomena currently because when I historically I had co-hosts, so the hosting duty was shared between me. So and How the many co-hosts.
1: hours a week are you putting in on this? Uh, well, i when
0: I record, I put in between six and seven hours on that day. Okay,
1: and you do this how often?
0: Uh roughly twice a month. Okay. So it's basically then,
1: 2 days a month. Well, you that's just the recording.
0: Then you have the editing. And the editing I can spread out over 3 days to a week typically in the evening. Well,
1: the total hours is what you've probably thought about. The total
0: hours is, is, well, about, total it, hours is about, well, a month is typically about 24 hours.
1: Okay, that's a lot. Yeah, 24 so, hours yeah. is a lot of time. Yeah. Hell yes. Now, in terms of... So why of, are you
0: doing it now? This is a good question. This is a question <laughs> that I'm reflecting upon. In the near future, with this thing that is not a baby, this is going to take a substantial portion of my time and energy. And I'm relatively mindful that... Um, I enjoy talking to you. And there is nothing associated with our interaction that I would change. I don't find it exhausting. It's very fast to edit. I can edit it and have edited it in my sleep, quite literally. Yeah. So I have no <laughs> problem with that. Because basically yeah. us talking, occasionally I need to edit out a lip smack. Occasionally I need to edit out you going and getting...
1: Well, wine. you don't need
0: to. You choose to. But it's associated with the format that I've already created. No,
1: no you're right. You're, you, you do a great job. I, and once again, I... <laughs> Thank you so much you for see, the respect. work you do. I know. About. Yeah. 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 Well, so, you deserve it, it for this. Yes. but And you deserve it for model rail radio, too. I, I, I mean, but I feel you don't like, feel feel like you're getting it.
0: I guess the thing about it is that as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And is it still growing? Of course. Really?
1: Yeah. What percentage?
0: Uh, well, I would. I don't check the numbers on a monthly basis. I check them like every quarter.
1: But it's growing anyway, yeah. noticeably. Yeah, and, and it's been growing for how long since I started? So, which was when? So, I think September two thousand and nine. Two thousand nine, and it's growing. Yeah, would it you say exponentially or just steadily? Mm-hmm. It,
0: it grows steadily, and then at the end of the year, there's always, like, this bonus group of listeners.
1: Yeah, okay. I don't know. It was well, hell, t- then then why don't you just sell it off well. <laughs> to somebody who, who will actually do the work that it's going to take? Because you can't... It's it, That work that you put in is why it's doing it. Yeah, no, certainly. If you stop doing that, it, it, may, maybe it'll still work, I don't know but well, I think it would still chances are it won't it would still exist as a
0: Facebook group the Facebook group is a thing in and of itself but just uh-huh. the Facebook group, I mean we have you know 15 people join a day and mm-hmm. these aren't ah, bikini model are. railroaders these ah. are actual people no,
1: that's a whole different thing from, yeah. that, well, that's a new thing, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, cause the traditional group that you've got was all through podcasting. Well, the Facebook
0: has always been a adjunct, but it's just, it's so big. I mean, it's a big thing when you've got, you know, tens, hundred thousand listeners listening in regularly it's a thing in and of itself
1: yeah no i, I yeah. got gotcha. you yeah that's yeah. Uh, and especially if you establish a certain format and, yeah. and a certain way of doing it that requires certain production values yeah, and then that's what you're going to have to do yeah. unless you can unless you're very clever <laughs> and configure some other way around
0: well it. i've worked around some of those things i think i'm pretty well optimized to associate the production values and i can certainly put them out but i just it strikes me as a thing which obviously a lot of people get a lot of pleasure through, but it is a lot of work. Yeah. And it's something which is so, I mean, I, I got three years worth of subscription to the magazine, I Open up the magazine, and it's just they have their own little thing, which is so much of a subset of yeah. Model Rail Radio that it just, I don't know. Oh, what if? Yeah. 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 That's tough. And the only interaction the magazine wants to have with me is me to place advertising. You know?
1: I mean, that's their only <laughs> they interaction. They your money. Yeah, yeah exactly. What's your money? Yeah. Well, the only reason you're talking to them is because you want their money. <laughs> well, I don't. No, <laughs> not at all. I, I have no interest in their money. I just – I think it's – Well, the thing is you need – I mean, that that's what – but part of what this gets down to, 24 hours a month, you know, and – no money for it. I mean, sometimes it's worth doing it. I've spent a lot more hours than that per month for a lot, a lot of years with no money at all. And it's okay. But there are a lot of things that I I don't do unless, you know, there's some money payoff for it. I mean, cause I got other things I could be doing. I'm trying to work
0: out actually based on my time. I don't know. I mean, the thing is when I work, I get paid like just nonsensical amounts yeah, of money. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: my view is almost that, um, you know I can give back some of these elements absolutely later. but the question is whether you're being personally satisfied by it see at one point maybe this was but I, it sounds like you're sort of disenchanted with it in some sense That it- I'm
0: not disenchanted I, I guess the first thing is the local community is very respectful of the fact that I do this thing in fact again this baby like thing will change that quite dramatically but um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should just move on. I guess I guess yeah, the, the yeah. wrapping point that I was trying to say here was that between mentoring Guys, whose, you know, girlfriends or former girlfriends are sending nude photos to their friends versus <laughs> f- furries versus yeah, listen, you gotta, some listen, guy If you want to
1: talk about that shit, it's going to cost you at least five bucks an hour
0: or a minute. I mean, yeah. No, it's going to cost a lot more than that.
1: Okay, well, whatever. You know, but I,
0: I don't even want to trivialize as associated with money. It's not trivializing it associated not with money.
1: No, it has to do with their value. Yeah. They think it's worth. If they're not paying you, your advice is bullshit. Yeah. They don't give a shit. People ask, what should I do? You know, fuck them. Oh, man. (laughs) If they're paying you five bucks a minute to talk to you, they get right to the point and you can deal with it. Yes.
0: I'm fresh out of topics, Sarah. Is there anything that you want to throw out there?
1: I've got a bunch of new uh, wallpaper images Mm. <laughs> for my one of my monitors, mm. I have a really nice video. So I have two 27-inch Apple Thunder mm-hmm. displays, and uh, and now there's, I mean, and, and you, I'm pretty sure, or I'm hoping uh, at least that the next iMacs are going to come with 4K monitors. Yes, Retina, yeah, Retina yeah. 4K. I'll, I'll, you know, and so I started to get ready for that. So I went out and looked, and there's a ton of great just wonderful nature photography available at 3840 by 2160. Hmm. So I've just downloaded a whole bunch of them (laughs) and and I'm using them. Is it all over the world? Yeah, it's just everywhere. Yeah, yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of mountains. It's mostly, you know, mountain stuff or at the ocean or... Uh, and, and there are some, uh, you know, like coastal villages in Italy. I mean, and actually, I was only looking at the so-called nature categories. There's yeah. a whole bunch of, You know, if you just do a search for 4K wallpaper, there's a ton of sites that showed up and it's just all free to fucking download. Yeah. And uh, there's just some... Stunning images, really just some awesome photography. Yeah. And beautiful places on this wonderful planet. And, and, uh, and, and boy, would it be nice to be seeing them, uh, on a retina display. Yes. <sighs> yes. Yeah.
0: Speaking of big and photographic, I saw Das Boot or Das Boot.
1: Uh huh for the, probably the maybe the third time in my life. Ah. This week. I've got it on my on Have my Have you ever seen drive. it? I've seen it once yeah. many, many years ago yeah. but I downloaded it uh, about a year ago and I yeah. still haven't watched it but it's sitting there waiting for so me. So
0: I watched it as as you will always say I'm ruining the format of these things but I actually divided it in three yeah because I couldn't watch the three and a half hours in one sitting unfortunately. Yeah. So I divided it in three and I think that would be probably with in my top ten list of movies for all time, really, I ah. really like it. It's it's psychologically it it so heavily represents the experience of engineering. Like it 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 has a sense to it where I frequently have elements like that even now in my day to day work because there are things which will apparently fail when you're dealing with millions of users. You know, one line of code that you write that accidentally yeah. isn't tested. Can kill... All their experience. I mean, I've never had—I've never had catastrophic failure in the stuff that I've written, but I've had certainly circumstances that have made it unpleasant for thousands of people. And the <laughs> whole yeah, yeah, no, yeah. and you know, it's sufficient that they're calling and customer service and what have you. I mean, it is really interesting writing software that goes out in the wild, that's oh, yeah. used by people yeah. that will affect yeah. them. Now they're not going to die. They're just well, they might. Some, it, Well,
1: it depends on what the software you're writing is. Well, it, it has, in my case, they're yes. not going to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, you know, you constantly have that peril in your work that you have to be very sensitive yeah. to. And you know, D- Dust Boot explains that in a way which is very difficult to describe in any other film. It's also really... I saw for, I think, my 24th birthday, we went to Liverpool and we went to a war shipyard that had a U-boat that did a depth charge explode and rip it basically, well, rip a hole in it, at least. And that was on display, effectively on the horizon. It's held up across a large thing. They are huge. And really, quite terrifying, even to this day, to see a U-boat. You know, you get a sense of the, just the power of these things, but also that the people inside them are really fragile as well. It's a strange,
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of squishy element. protoplasmic yes. things in all that steel. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. very strange yeah, kind yeah. of mix. Oh, metaphor. that's a whole unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's. Uh... Yeah, it's a whole little universe in there, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, Scary shit. Yeah. (laughs) The
0: peril of. If the navy is a concept, I have a lot of people who are part of model rail radio who are all ex-navy people, and I knew people in Australia actually who joined the who joined the navy, and even some who tried to get into the submarine corps. It's just a different existence, you know.
1: Yeah, it takes a, a special kind of personality yeah.
0: <laughs> to go for that. I think I'm also a, I'm a <laughs> fan of German war movies. There's a, there are a few German war movies associated with Starling grad as well and german the german war movie as a genre i guess downfall was part of that too just has so much humanity and humility and just a sense, you know american war movies i mean saving private ryan you know these kind of things they still have the notion of
1: victory somewhere oh anything, yeah oh yeah, you know? yeah. the german I-
0: war movie has none of
1: that yeah yeah just sees everything is that so fucking tragic Stupidity,
0: yeah, <laughs> this whole bag of meat elements of humanity that you know that's basically what we dissolve to
1: well, that's what we're here to change, Yes, that's the past, that's the way we again it's, it really seems so simple that the major problem is that all of these people have mistaken their way of thinking for the way it is, yes, and that posi- to approach you know life with that position. Uh, leads to the kind of world we have right now, it seems to me. Yes. And it doesn't seem all that difficult to get that it's just your story, dude. Hmm. <laughs> yes. But again, getting past the mere intellectual understanding of that down to the thalamic level, what, that's, that's the question. That's the big issue because understanding this is relatively easy, but getting it is, is is what's required in some sense, and yet we don't even know how to talk about that. I don't know how to talk about that, except that, getting it, the difference between understanding it and getting it, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, with that, Heron, I think we're going to have to conclude this evening. It's been a pleasure chatting.
0: apologies that's so brief. My spiritual advisor is still here and unwell, so I feel somewhat obligated to make sure that she has water and jello and things like that. But hopefully next week... I will be able to talk about this unspeakable thing. Oh, good. I love on. the
1: unspeakable. I'm looking forward to it. Very good. Pleasure good as night. always, Heron. Have a good Bye. night.
0: See ya.